Hello, and welcome to Six Minute Counselor. My name is Gary, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. Each episode, we will address a topic related to your mental and emotional health in six minutes or less. I hope you enjoy. Today's episode starts a series of episodes on an all too common occurrence trauma and adverse childhood experiences, or ACEs. I once heard a private practice psychiatrist say that upwards of 80% of what he treats is trauma, and that he would probably find that number would be higher if he further assessed the other 20%. Trauma is something that is unfortunately very common, can be generational, and like an unwanted weed, can be very pervasive. First, we're going to define trauma. The dictionary definition defines trauma as a disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury. As a trauma counselor myself, a couple different ways I've heard it described over the years is a real or perceived severe danger over which the person had little or no control. Something that immediately sends you into a severe state of fight, flight, or freeze. Process-wise, trauma is often something that changes the way you think about certain things, often in excessive and maladaptive ways. When we diagnose someone with PTSD, we don't just ask about their trauma, we ask about their response to trauma. Not everyone who experiences trauma or ACEs will develop something like PTSD. I have often said that trauma turns good things bad and bad things worse. For example, if someone previously was a pretty trusting person and made relatively good decisions when trusting people, the trauma may teach them that they were wrong all along and that nobody is to be trusted. If somebody did often mistrust people or were hypervigilant before the trauma, the trauma may tell them, see, you are right to worry and not trust anyone. I remember years ago, I was working with a young man who had been in a traumatic and abusive relationship. He told me, I never want to be in a relationship ever again. Not but two weeks later, he told me, I'm really lonely. The trauma he had been through taught him that in order to keep himself safe, the best thing to do is to avoid all relationships, which is of course a recipe for loneliness. I currently provide something called Cognitive Processing Therapy, or CPT. What this therapy attempts to do is to help someone restructure their maladaptive thoughts to healthier ones while also keeping them safe. In later episodes, we'll discuss more of what goes on in CPT, but for today, we're going to focus on what we call stuck points. A stuck point is, as it sounds, a thought or belief that keeps you stuck somewhere. If I believe that if I step outside, then I will get hurt, then I'll literally be stuck inside until I challenge and change that thought. People with PTSD are often trapped in their own emotional and mental jail cells due to these stuck points. One of my favorite shows is The Walking Dead, and in season four, Morgan meets a character named Eastman, who puts Morgan in a makeshift jail cell. Morgan pleads to be let out, and at some point, Eastman points out that Morgan never checked to see if the cell is locked. Morgan was a free man the whole time, but his belief kept him locked in his cell. I liken stuck points to Morgan being in the cell. He wasn't actually trapped, he just believed that he was, and therefore did what someone who was trapped would do, stay in your cell. I often tell my CPT clients that they hold the title of prisoner and warden. Easier said than done to just open the cell, but nothing worth having ever came easy. So what are some examples of stuck points? 
Stuck points can be absolute statements like, I'll always be alone or I'll never be happy. In all of my years of providing therapy, I've never met someone with zero capacity for some kind of growth. Stuck points can often come in the form of if-then statements. If I would have just done the chores, he wouldn't have gotten so abusive with me. One of the big problems with if-then statements is that we often ignore the alternative possibility. I had a client tell me that if she had ironed her husband's pants when she was asked, then he wouldn't have gotten angry and violent with her. I asked her, do you think ironing his pants would have turned him into a loving and caring man? She very quickly responded and realized that he would have found something to be angry about later. This helped her to realize that the abuse was indeed his fault and his inability to show love, not that she deserved it and caused it. Stuck points trap us. They keep us from growing and often result in excessive unpleasant feelings. What are some beliefs that you have about yourself and the world around you that may be keeping you stuck? Next episode, we'll discuss the process about to identify, challenge, and change these stuck points. Please tune in. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental health diagnosis or treatment. If you have serious concerns about your mental health, please speak with a mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your mental health.